Bakker Radio Broadcast advises safety at all times. Discusses underage riding but celebrates the spirit of motorcycling. And how? episode of the Biker Radio Broadcast, India's exclusive podcast on motorcycling, celebrating its heroic riders, legendary mechanics and iconic builders through stories told by members of its community, one legend at a time. I'm Shandy. And I'm Sunny. In 1977, one Thierry Sobing got lost on his motorbike in the Libyan desert during the Obijan-Nice rally, but was miraculously saved from the clutches of sure death by a dogged rescue effort. He returned to France still in thrall of the landscape he had escaped from, promising himself that he would share his fascination with as many people as possible. He proceeded to come up with a route starting in Europe, continuing to Algiers and crossing the Agadez before eventually finishing in Senegal at Dakar. Simply put, after two weeks of surviving the Sahara. The founder coined a motto for his inspiration. A challenge for those who go. A dream for those who stay behind. Courtesy of his great conviction and that modicum of madness peculiar to all great ideas, the plan quickly became a reality. Since then, the Paris Dakar, a unique event sparked by the spirit of adventure, open to all riders and carrying a message of friendship, has never failed to challenge, surprise and excite. Beyond all arguments, Dakar is the world's toughest race and like moths to a flame, it attracts the world's toughest challenges with 46 UTVs, 46 trucks, 23 quads, 83 cars and 144 motorcycles participating last year, the first year it has returned back to its Saharan cradle. It's toughest on a motorcycle and almost unwinnable if you're a privateer. Four Indians are expected at the starting line this year in the 8,000-kilometer long race starting in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Hero Motorsports Team Rally represented in CS Santosh. Sherco TVS Racing Rally Factory Team represented by KP Arvind and Harish Noah. And rookie challenger Ashish Rao Rane, a privateer. All are training hard for Dakar 2021. That rookie challenger, who's seen a 7th position high in the World Rally Rankings and new kid on the block, Ashish Rao Rane, is our guest on this special episode with Biker Radio Broadcast counting down Dakar 2021 with just 65 days to go. Who's counting? Well, I'm counting. Sunny's counting. <laughs> no, I mean... It's We're closely following your feed. Very, very yeah, closely. Been, Love uh, the photographs, man. Yeah, I've been fortunate enough to have people who just come to the tracks and, you know, shoot. Mm. Always good. Get some nice photographs. 
Hey, you've been yeah. uh, building a track shack and all. Lot of work going on. Actually, now you know there's so many travel restrictions, right? Right. So mm-hmm. can't get a visa. Embassies are closed. Yeah. So there are there are a couple of places that I've been actually practicing. Like there's dirt circuit here, which is kind of a motocross track. Mm-hmm. Uh, not kind of, it is a motocross track. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, Jeet, who runs this Tapasvi Motorsport. That's more of a flat track. Okay. But these okay. are very small, tight spaces where. It's really good to practice to kind of you know get back into the flow, get control of the motorcycle, tight corners and so on. Mm. Uh, what we are working on is kind of a, a longish, fast off-road terrain track. Mm. What what would be closer to you know the rally terrain that we would we would experience? Of course, not the sand, but at least in terms of like speeds, speeds and stuff. Mm. Uh-huh. So we've been working on it for a bit, but now. We've designed it. We have kind of, you know, all the grass cuttings done and so on. But it's been raining practically every day here, mm-hmm. and we haven't been able to run the JCB there. Mm. So that's been on hold for like three weeks. We've tried a couple of times to take the JCB down there, and the JCB gets stuck. So it's kind okay. of same. Hopefully this week, fingers crossed. Mm. But Malimoto, who's going to back you up? Me, same, myself. Same team. There's no backup. There's no backup. I am the backup. Wow. So how is that yeah. working here? I mean, you you don't have the bike. Uh, are you practicing on a similar bike? No, there there isn't a rally replica in India. Okay. It doesn't exist in India. Uh huh. So yeah, that's one of the the bigger challenges. But okay, I think I'm working. I started working on the on my bikes again. The ones that I have here, they aren't similar, okay. but. Oh, yeah, you know, at least to get into the groove. I mean, before um, I before um, I collaborated um, with with Slipstream Performance, right? This was like two three years ago. We started working together. Correct. Right. I used to work on my own bikes. Okay. And then you know, you you kind of start getting pampered, and and you know, you've got a garage pretty much giving you the factory treatment, keeping your bikes ready and everything for you. Huh. So now I'm going back to to where I started. Working on uh-huh. my own bikes, and now it's actually quite good to have a garage where I can go and work, because yeah. extreme performance they've got like a brilliant, brilliant setup, and then Kunal's like a technical genius, so he's kind of now guiding me with you know the small tips and tricks. Because awesome. now what we are looking at is is time saving, right? Right. Because the faster you can work on the bike, the more time you have to rest. Right. So we've kind of. Started generating a flow of what needs to be done every day, assuming there are no surprises. And then once we have that flow, we're gonna try to condense that time and you know make it more efficient. The whole process. Right. Yeah, but again, I have to whatever we do here, I'll have to go and then replicate that on the actual race motorcycle because the bikes are completely different. The rally replica is built completely. Uh, completely, the chassis is different, and you know, filter placements, engine, oh. everything is different. Oh. But anyways, once we have that process ready and and down, I don't think it will take a very long time to oh. kind of replicate that on the bike. So yeah, like I said, as long as November happens, I think I'll be in a in a good spot. Yeah. What are the specs yeah, of this bike you're going to ride? What does the horse look the like? Bike, yeah, this is a rally replica ATM. Is one of the very few companies that actually builds a rally replica ground up. 
like you know like a entirely different chassis and they build like between 70 to 100 every year okay and they are the only probably the only company that offer it to you know customers end users so they have of course they have the factory version of it that the factory guys right but this is pretty close hmm and it's very popular you would see that probably 80% of the of the riders at the Dakar or even at the Africa Eco race hmm. they mm-hmm. are on the rally replica for a reason because it's it's built for a purpose they have built it in a way that's easy to work on as well okay so yeah, i'm very excited mm-hmm. to actually ride this bike okay, so 450 450 is the fim cap anyways for hmm. rallies hmm. yeah anything above that you are in a different category but you're not under the fim category anyways you listening to the michael radio podcast listen connect ride on hey welcome back to the 56th episode of the biker radio podcast you know you're on the long way home with ashish rao rani some of you might be saying where's the meat and potatoes seems like the gravy came in first for all those people who just tuned into episode number 56 we advise you go back to 55 That is the beginning of the story of Ashish Rao Rane in the build up to this story. So going forward this story is all about Dakar. Hi, this is Ashish Rao Rane and you're listening to the Biker Radio podcast. Riding number 8 for Hero Motorsports team rally last year tragedy struck taking Paulo Gonzalez a live wire and brave heart away from us all. Dakar can sting back and bad. 2020 has proven to be an exacting year where many of us have lost a lot. Biker Radio Broadcast in memory of all those who we lost this year has flagged off a memorial tribute named Swadha. Whilst they are no more their memories will be with us forever. Join us in tagging friends and family that you might have lost as well with a photo of the person or with a message or perhaps a prayer. Look out for our Instagram posts on this memorial initiative. Hi, this is Ashish Rao Rani and you're listening to the Biker Radio podcast. While a factory team is where the eyeballs and the commercial end of the power play is, the serious challenge of true grit and glory is at the privateer's end, earlier known as Malemoto, where you have no backup, no maintenance crew, no doctors, no nothing. Just you and your will to win. And that's where our lone challenger is digging his heels into, the Malemoto category. This is Ashish Rao Rani. You're listening to Biker Radio Broadcast and this is The Long Way Home. So how does the Malemoto really work? As in, uh, will you have somebody back taking your uh, tools around, across? How is it going to work? Yeah, so simply put, you've got one rider, one motorcycle and one trunk. That is the essence of Malemoto. Right. Right. So, you have to be careful what you pack in the trunk. Okay. Okay. and uh, having said that the organization does help you in certain ways uh-huh. so they have a list of things they will transport for you they'll obviously transport the trunk of yours acha del transport the trunk okay yeah so every morning at a given time you have to have your trunk 
ready and so that they can load it in their truck okay right apart from that the organization will provide you a two second tent they'll provide you a sleeping mat and mm-hmm. motul is the title sponsor for this category so oh, okay. the malimoto category is now renamed as original by motul okay okay right which is the original category that dakar started in right this mm. was what dakar was originally yeah. before the soul service thing happened mm. so motul kind of also offers you lubricants and you know chain sprays and whatever you need okay at the end of the day they will set up a few toolboxes where you borrow the tools but generally most of the racers will carry their own tools because you don't want to be waiting on you know this tools you know someone's using it and because mm. time is of the essence right mm. so mm. generally you will carry your own toolkit you will carry some of your spares okay the organization they'll also transport a set of wheels for you acha right so at that's some point of time you're going to have to change tires so that's in addition to, to the trunk that's in addition to the trunk they'll okay. carry a spare set of wheels and they'll carry one set of tires okay so essentially when the time comes for you to change the tires you will have you can just you know swap the wheels for first for the first time okay and then you put the new new tires new tires okay. on your other other set of wheels and then give it back to the organization and they'll transport it again hmm and this is just one set of tires for the whole thing or one extra spare set or will, will that do you get more as in so you you allowed a maximum of 6 under the new regulations now okay okay generally a malemoto rider yeah like for me i would go probably i'll need 3 or 4 sets okay so they will transport whatever uh, is in in the regulations right that is one one set complete set plus another set of tires only okay plus the ones you got on the bike so you already sorted with three right okay yeah. and now if you need the fourth one there might be an option where you can go to a team and then buy one okay one set okay but again tires are exp- see for a privateer again there's there's a whole host of things to consider i mean there's tire and moves and you know costs and so on mm. right so malemoto is a balance between you know just just going all balls out and and then you know crashing or damaging something or you know not having the bike in the best shape mm. how much work you need to put in every every evening against you know finding that balance of of playing the long game and you know progressing every day slowly mm-hmm. and steadily and and what how big is the trunk <laughs> if i can ask you <laughs> 80 liters i think that's a standard trunk standard size trunk right whatever you can like generally what we buy in the market here an aluminum trunk that's 80 liter i think i'm just trying to imagine the contents of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> liters tools, tools and tools and spare parts that's it and maybe a couple of chocolates thrown here and there so you kind of you know get a nice surprise every third or fourth day oh there's a chocolate but i'm uh, assuming that uh, this uh, trunk is traveling in an air conditioned uh, environment chocolate in the Why desert is not a good idea is it <laughs> Why? You just open the wrapper and then. Ah, yeah, absolutely finger, right. Finger licking good. <laughs> Along with some grease on your hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Motul. 
uh, you guys have to see what what rally riders look like at the you know generally the after one week of racing ishan bhataiya uh, does a great job of showing us that yeah portraying that right yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> i think 2016 is when we first met at the desert storm okay and in fact at the desert storm we didn't kind of interact that much but he mm-hmm. he had taken a a very nice picture of me at okay. desert storm okay. the probably the the only good picture i have from desert storm and that was my first desert storm and it was a horrible experience for me anyways <laughs> i kind of i kind of saw that picture just before i was getting on board uh, mm. and you know i messaged him and he said yeah sure i'll send you the picture and you know uh, we said we decided that when i got back from that uh, voyage mm. we would we would kind of you know get together and and, and see uh, you know do a shoot or something okay and yeah so since 2016 yeah we started working together and and great things have happened for him he's, he's also been to the dakar now twice and now he's with yeah. rally zone for this dakar you listening to the michael radio broadcast listen connect ride on so what can we say for ishan bhataiya well at least this much i know that if he were given the opportunity to redesign the dakar rally instead of it starting in paris it would definitely end in paris and would certainly visit the southern continent of america <laughs> yeah he he seems to be at home there but welcome back you're on the 56th episode of india's leading lifestyle podcast on motorcycling where it is a way of life and chances are you ride a motorcycle yourself we however don't ride motorcycles well uh, not anymore but hey you never know we're delighted however to find ourselves headlined by spotify in the lifestyle and health category under podcasts you know alexa does funny things though if you ask her to play the biker radio broadcast i guess it's easy to get lost in the amazons yeah, especially with the fires that are on these days but wherever you are listening to us remember our show is about the people they are our heroes their stories is what makes the magical experience of motorcycling come ethereal on the biker radio broadcast i'm shandy and i'm sunny we just the bottle and it's all about the people This is Ashish Rawane. You're listening to Biker Radio Broadcast and this is the long way home. You actually have very good relationships with people. I mean, you have uh, you have very strong bonds, good friends over the over the years. I think I've been very fortunate with with the people that I've met through this whole racing journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been I and that has been a big big part of the journey as well. It's just incredible how many people I have just met you know through some chance meeting and then we become very close friends through mm. this common interest you know so yeah that's that's been one of the most fortunate parts of this thing has this been uh, also true from your college days i would say yes uh, like the friends that that i have i've always had like always been in touch and you know it's been long term bonds always right even though like you know if we, even if we meet like after a few years being in different cities and so on yeah uh, definitely it has always been so but like i said before college i was quite an introverted guy i still am i think it's just that uh, talking to a lot of people now over the past 5 6 years and you know 
being exposed to a lot of thought processes and how people do things differently mm-hmm. i've become a little bit more open uh, and also i think my wife's played a big role in that because she's exactly the opposite um, <laughs> a very open mind and you know where did you meet her oh singapore when when i was studying there okay that was last year of my marine diploma that i was doing okay so we were actually uh, uh, wondering if uh, tanya was going to be driving the truck is she going to be there with you or during the dakar during the or dakar most likely not that's like incredibly expensive to to kind of register anyone in any form of uh, you know okay uh, capacity at the dakar it's ranges to like between 6000 to 9000 euros just for the registration oh okay for a single person and then you got to figure out you know that the travel between the bivouacs and how 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 she going to travel between between all the points mhm stuff like that so no i mean both budget wise and again you know i'm doing malemoto for right. the first okay. very first time very first dakar mm i think again the mind space i need to be totally into just what i rather than you know thinking about okay she made it to the next point or not and so on okay so we'll try to kind of see if she can she can fly out to the end of the race like she did for africa eco race why why we asked you <laughs> the size of the trunk was because uh, we thought ki aram kai fit aa sakte hain kya usme sure yeah, yeah i was i was thinking on those lines are <laughs> ah, you were right <laughs> Yeah, no, I can become a spanner or a tool, you know, some part of your toolbox. <laughs> yeah. You could become a nut. Uh, which I, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> which you already are. <laughs> we, yeah, we need to, we need to give Ishan some company. He must be poor guy, alone in yeah. the desert. <laughs> yeah, he has his fun. I'm, I'm sure he was having more fun when it was in South America, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that he did say. He did admit to yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so on this Dakar, hopefully you'll have some company from the country. For sure, Ishan would be. Yeah, there. Ishan for sure. Yes, I, and uh, the Santosh. I'm pretty sure Harit. Harit is in as well. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know if there's more factory riders from India. Hopefully, okay. Arvind as well. It's always good to have you know all these guys around. I've now I've raced with them. Right. For the past three four years. Uh, okay. So yeah, at least I w- I would say let's let's hope for at least at least four riders and then of course Ishan five Indians there. Yeah, I mean your yeah, the entertainment's going to be there with Ishan around so you don't have to worry. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how much time I'll have but uh ah, considering true. the whole whole Malemoto I think I wouldn't even probably notice how how those 14 days go by. Mm. Right. I mean, from the Africa Eco, I remember once the rally starts, you know, and this is this is pretty much true for like everyone. the The worst days are the first two days before the rally kicks off. There's this, there's just so much of anxiety and waiting, and you know, everything that you've put together, and then just oh waiting God. for that race to kick off. Yeah. And no. once you start, it's just brilliant. There's, then you have no mind space for anything else. Yeah. It just yeah. it's just a monster that just like takes over and you know just go mm. through the two weeks without even realizing what's what's going on around you. You're listening to the Michael Radio Podcast. Listen, connect, ride on. 
So you're listening to ARR on BRR. Uh, a, uh, hang on, uh, not ARR, just AR. No, no, uh, ARR, Ashish Rao Rane. Yeah, of course you're listening to Ashish Rao Rane, but that is just spelt as AR. Oh, he's so dropped the R. Yeah, so you obviously haven't seen his new logo, right? No, no. Yeah, he's got himself a new logo. Really? And the hashtag of that now is hashtag AR numeric 2 Dakar. Okay. And it's been designed by Tosmoto Design. All right. So you can check out the new look at, I guess, Ashish underscore Raurane on Instagram. Right. Okay. And make sure you follow both Ashish Raurane and at Dosmoto Design. Yes, also a big shout out to Hellraiser Motorwear, the merchandise partner for the AR2 Dakar campaign. In episode 55, we'd asked you what comes second and what comes first in our Safety Third campaign. And amongst the people who responded are... Wizard of Pros at number two, he says, Kitne kilometers dur? And at number one, he puts, Khane mein kya milega? He say. And uh, then was Vinay Yadav, who again mentions food as number two. Breakfast mein kya milega, which is breakfast, and then the morning ride. Dono bhooke bachche. <laughs> and then we have Binil Varghis, our friendly expert on the Biker Radio broadcast. And at number two, he says, ensure I have tools to get me going if I am stuck. And at number one, he puts, ensure motorcycle is tip top. Oh, where have I heard tip top before? Malu aunties. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, Binil is very concerned about getting stuck in the motorcycle is in shape, right? So, Absolutely. Which is good. Which is good. Yeah. And so, then we have Gata See Do. Gata See Do 7. Gata See Do. Gata See Do. That is Gatak Do. Oh, that. Come on, really? Gatak Do. Okay, Gatak Do Sa. Sounds. The most plausible, right? Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> so this person says, how to ride that bike at number two and how to afford that bike at number one? So hang on, Shandi. Huh? Uh, person, uh, I, I think we know pretty much. This is Priyanka. Okay. And she is a very, very hardcore uh, motorcyclist. Yeah. So yeah, I think you need to check up on and do some stalking on our profile. <laughs> okay, I will do that. <laughs> By the way, okay, so so three pegs down here because this <laughs> Gatak <laughs> has sent us three. So the second Haan. one is um, at number two is dog slash cat food, uh-huh. and at number one is spouse's food. What a lucky spouse! I tell you. And then there was uh, oh yeah, so she had another one right, mm. which is food again. Right. And then the first one was not peeing or destroying my expensive gear. My so God. obviously there is a lot of investment that goes into gear. Yes. And congratulations over bladder control. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one is the riding bawa. At number two, it's dirt. And uh-huh. at number one is bikes. He's pretty close. Right. He is. Yes. And then there was Manas. Uh, who said uh, at number two for him was the skills to drive and uh, number one was the dare to drive. Right. And the one who came absolutely closest was Siddharth Pandey, zero one. And at number two, he says, lust to explore and at number one is bike. So thank you all for writing in and proving that those download figures are not just 
bots. <laughs> yeah, safety third though is a serious matter and is uh, one that Ashish Rao Rane practices himself. It's a term that's adapted from stunt motor shows in which the practitioner places his or her own safety at a lower risk than the safety of the event venue is number two and primary at number one is the audience. Right. So Ashish's safety comes third because and this is the final answer. Computer ji, lock kar di jai. Number two is the motorcycle itself. <laughs> and number one is his dog. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Ashish is uh, Ashish put his dog at number one, his motorcycle at number two, and his own safety at number three. So that the caveat being that this is only true when he's on land, because at sea, and literally he is at sea <laughs> for a good part of the year, uh, where he is the safety officer of his uh, ship. So the tables are turned, and where safety comes first. And to get back to the long way home on the 56th episode with one of India's top cross-country rally racers, Ashish Rao Rane, who has set off an identity crisis in a 12-year-old golden retriever called Husky. <laughs> this is Ashish Rao Rane. You're listening to Biker Radio Broadcast and this is The Long Way Home. Tell me about your sponsorships. Are you, are you good with it uh, this year? Have you found your sponsors? I have. The sponsors that that continue to to be with me, you know, they've been with me for a couple of years now. And some they are? longer. See, like Big Bad Bikes, Klein, Luminox, been on board for a year. Lazias Bikers is helping me with Liat and and Gyarne. Slitch Team Performance has, of course, been with me for for more than a more than a few years now, helping me with the motorcycles. Mm-hmm. And then now I've we I've tied up uh, recently. Collaborating with Dos Moto Design. This okay. is they. They are now going to be my creative lead going forward. So we are working on a whole new uh, set of you know merchandising, branding, stuff like that. Nice. And that is a very exciting process. I have to admit, especially as we get closer to Dakar, you know, we'll be able to kind of put out a lot of merchandise specific to the Dakar. You know, once we get the race number, so people can go out and buy T-shirts with with the with the race number on fantastic. the back and so on, be part of the whole whole uh, journey. Fantastic. My size is an XL, no? Noted. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> I think so it's I'll, a- I'll Hellraiser Motorwear is 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 the is the company that I've been working on working with. Okay. They in fact came also helped me with the safety third T shirts, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I will let them. I will. I will let them know your your t-shirt sizes. <laughs> this is the perfect time to ask you this question about safety third. Take us through safety third, if you may, sailor man. <laughs> okay, so when I'm on board, safety first. Okay, just right. remember that. Right. Okay. <laughs> we we we, but, we will. Uh, when, when it so so you see everyone. Everyone who's into motorcycling has at some point of time heard, you know, ride hard and ride safe, right? Right. Mm. Yeah, but that's 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 such an such an you know oxymoron in in terms of you know you you're going hard. It's not possible you're safe at the same time, right? Uh-huh. Because you're always on that edge of edge of traction, like especially off road. If you're going really hard, 
then you're constantly pushing your limits you're trying to stay on the edge of edge of that very edge of that traction right yeah right so it's it's kind of difficult to say ride hard and ride safe it doesn't it doesn't go well with the whole rally racing and oh. so we kind of one day we were just sitting and and thinking about that and then we came up with safety third so we go oh. with uh, with dogs first motorcycle second and and safety third okay that's amazing <laughs> yeah but the one of the things that that we always see like even like when we are training right like to be honest right now if i am if i am free for even a second or a, or a minute mm. i'm always constantly thinking about what needs to be done you know what's going to happen with the visa and when am i going to start working on my bike and when am i going to start on training on the race bike and so on there's just so many thoughts right i need to do this and so on so on but mm-hmm. there are very few moments where you actually have no worries and you don't think and that's that's the training time that i put on the motorcycle mm-hmm. because there's just so much of clarity in that in that moment right because you're there just for that one purpose and you want to push your limits and try to go faster each lap and and that that is what is now keeping me sane Mm. so i really look forward to those days and time that i i spend on and there you're not thinking about oh i got to be safe and you know if, uh, there you're just thinking about pushing your limits training as the best you can and then definitely this that safety third mm. do you think this is uh, actually a state of higher awareness yeah it's like meditation right in a way right it smelt like that and i think for for a lot of people i think motorcycling kind of brings them that yeah. in whatever form it is right mm. was that your dog by the way yeah in the in the post yesterday no no just just right now we we heard a dog in the background no that's just some guy in in a neighboring terrace trying to do something i can't even see him okay you won't hear my dog unless he's on the track and he i don't know if you saw yesterday's story he just barks at the two stroke motorcycles <laughs> <laughs> just just at the two strokes just at the two strokes okay or sometimes at me okay yeah, because he he kind of i don't know what i don't know what the thought process is maybe he's trying to save me but uh, uh, just at me or the two strokes tell us about your dog man <laughs> so like that's what i was saying that you you wouldn't hear my dog because he's 12 now okay uh-huh. and all he does now is uh, enjoy sitting around he mm. he's got his own body clock going which is very precise okay <laughs> yeah so at 1 125 he comes and reminds us that uh, it's time to serve his food right okay same thing at at 925 okay and he comes to remind us when it's time for his walk okay apart from that right now he's just lying at my feet doing nothing he's a old guy yeah uh, what's his name husky identity crisis he's a husky who's a golden retriever <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure he took on the name he's a golden retriever who wants to be a husky <laughs> yeah he acts like one when he's outside just tries uh-huh. to run all the time but yeah. what's with the two strokes here uh, no i think it's just it's just uh, it's just the the sound right because okay. it's very 
very high frequency mm. especially uh-huh. when it's in the power brand right i think it just just annoys his, his ears yeah <laughs> yeah so i, I think, think this is advice this is a, yeah this is advice for people who own a dog and also ride motorcycles <laughs> if you don't want to trouble your dog <laughs> don't buy a two yeah, stroke yeah get four stroke uh, get four stroke <laughs> <laughs> you listening to the michael radio broadcast listen connect ride on So Rosier Hotels and Resorts has proudly taken the initiative in uh, support of the hospitality industry and to promote tourism across the country. And to do this they have organized a bike ride from Delhi all the way to Kanyakumari. Uh, and the ride kicked off from the Rosier House in Delhi on Sunday the 25th of October when Sunny was sleeping. Yeah, I was supposed to be there early morning but you know how the cold in Delhi is. And I was actually at work, you know, I was uh, promoting right. tourism in right. Uttarakhand. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So you were actually contributing to the trade. I actually great, helped. Right? I helped out, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Kanupriya uh, representing the Women's International Motorcycling Association India chapter, which is Vima for short. Yes. Is part of uh, the ride and let's Take a break now from the long way home and listen to her my way. My way. Hi, I'm Kanupriya and uh, we are six people, four males and two females. We decided to ride from Delhi to Kanyakumari and uh, this vision of doing this ride was initiated by Dheeraj who happens to be a captain and uh, along with him we took this as an initiative. to promote tourism in india so we began this ride from delhi and it's a fifth day and we have reached goa today while riding initially first two days we they, they were really challenging for all of us to adjust uh, with each other to build a rapport usually bikers uh, you know amongst the bikers there's a lot of uh, feelings you know inside us brotherhood sisterhood we immediately connect but uh, with all of us it wasn't this sudden so it took us some time and the third day we could actually you know gel up really well and we came back on to the roads you know absolutely stupendously awesome time we have had together till now and i just hope we still have more miles to cover together so till goa you know the most amazing thing that has happened to all of us is the ghats that we took after belgaum and amazing curves we uh, felt we experienced very pretty landscapes we crossed what lovely weather it was with me i have dheeraj ravi megha vikas uh jyoti rath we are riding a royal enfield 350 classic thunderbird x 350 java vex pulse the ride happens to be uh 3600 kilometers and honestly speaking we're going to extend this we are six people six riders belonging to different professions and riding together on the roads of india i am kanupriya and this is my way my way Thanks Kalupriya and Rosette House thanks for the initiative a uh, special thanks to Sachin Pabreja of Easy Diner for putting the Indie Ride 1.0 together If you are on a ride and want to share your experience from the road all you have to do is contact us on 8920276675 and we'll take it from there From us on Biker Radio broadcast to the riders who are staying at the most luxurious hotels and riding real hard listen connect ride on Time now for us too to get back on the long way home as well with Ashish Rao Rani. This is Ashish Rao Rani. 
you're listening to biker radio broadcast and this is the long way home so if sunny and i decided I'd, to go to dakar how much money would we have to save up to if you go malimoto i would say about about 50 to 60 lakh rupees 50 to 60 lakh rupees each is it yeah dude that's a bit yeah if you want to race right hmm no no i am the male acha you are the male i am the moto okay <laughs> yeah they don't allow pillions on those bikes oh damn <laughs> and we are thinking of bactrian camels right <laughs> no but yeah if you see so uh, if you think about this right mm-hmm. i was talking to like a couple of guys the other day at the track mm-hmm. like they are not not racers okay not that mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. just someone who likes motorcycles yeah and i asked a simple question if would you like to do the dakar would you like to race the dakar yeah mm-hmm. and then yeah but i'm not physically fit for it and you know no but that's not the question right the question is would you like to race the dakar and generally the answer is yes mm. and see we have been exposed to the dakar in the recent years since santosh actually started going to the dakar right he was the first guy out there okay and right. he kind of brought it to to india in a way right, right. otherwise there was always that those niche followers who have always been following the dakar but Correct. that big awareness has only come after santosh went and then hero to tvs went and then hero is involved and so on right but we are we have right. always been historically exposed to the dakar from a factory point of view mm-hmm. because from mm-hmm. india santosh was the first privateer to go there but at that point of time there wasn't that exposure and right. in fact a lot of people don't know that santosh went as as a, as the as a privateer at that time his mm. first dakar was as a privateer mm. so there's that image in everybody's mind that you need to be this world class athlete with a factory backing or a lot of money mm. to go to the dakar yes. and yes the money element is true but if you take i would say 75% of the 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 guys who participate in the dakar in the motorcycle mm. category mm. they're all privateers Okay. Okay. They are all privateers. They there's the top 30 that are you know backed by big companies and factories and so on. Right. But other than that this is this is originally a privateer race. Mhm. Always has been. Right. Yeah, it started like right. that, right? So yeah. 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 And it always has been. It's just that because there are factory teams involved and there's all that racing and competition happening at the pointy end of the race right obviously that is what gets covered the most right right mm-hmm. but if you go on on the dakar youtube channel for instance they have a completely different series for people who do malimoto they have a completely different series called uh, what's it called epic story okay okay total epic story where they capture these elements of the race privateers you know what their struggle is uh right but it just doesn't kind of get that kind of exposure because in india we have like i said always looked at it as a factory endeavor mm. but it's not it's uh, so anyone who wants to go to the dakar i wouldn't i wouldn't say that it's it's an impossible impossible task Mm. you need to put a few few things in place you need to make a plan mm. but it's possible it's 
it's not like you're going to wake up one day and start competing with the factory races races right you're going to do your own thing and you're going to run your own race and you you're going to approach it like an an adventure that you want to have in life right and something you want to achieve yeah right get to the finish line of of the of the toughest race in the world so it's a simple enough project right and i think i think this is this is what i would also like to you know put out there that it's it's possible it's possible for anyone and and again age no bar you know you can be in yeah. your 40s or 50s yeah or even mm. 60s there there was there was a guy in his 60s doing the africa equal race wow mm-hmm. when i was there right and he he managed to complete it as well and yeah. he probably had the most fun as well because again you know he's a guy in the mind space where he has no pressure right he's he's got nothing to prove he's come there to have that adventure of his life Mm. He started in France and he wants to be in in Dakar in Senegal and you know these are the 14 days how he's going to do it. Right. Mm. And I think this is what people also should understand more motorcyclists should understand that it 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 should not be like put on a pedestal where it's an Im- impossible or unachievable dream. You listening to the Michael Radio podcast. Listen, connect, ride on. So the Biker Radio broadcast has strived relentlessly to promote motorcycling as a sport and as a lifestyle and bring in more interest among the uh, audience to exploring the possibilities that it has. We have over the last few episodes brought you expert advice on off-roading uh, and those of you who want to explore the sport listen in carefully. On the Biker Radio soundboard we once again have Binil Varghese of leavetheroad.in to take us off-roading. You ready for this? You are listening to the Biker Radio Soundboard. 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 Hi, I'm Bilal Varghese from LeaveTheRoad.in, a blog about motorcycles, life, and all in between. I will be your soundboard today on the Biker Radio broadcast. Today we are talking about eight tips to get your motorcycle off-road ready. Number eight: Dual sport or knobby tires. While knobby tires offer deep square block patterns meant for aggressive off-roading, the dual sport ones are more streamlined. making it usable in both on and off-road conditions and while the nobbies will offer an advantage in the dirt a basic set of dual sport tires will be fine as long as they have at least half of their tread life remaining number 7 bash plates protect the underside of your motorcycle from unexpected contact with rocks this well placed aluminum plate is a small price to pay when compared to the power plant it protects There are also times when your motorcycle would get beached on a large rock or a log. You can slide your motorcycle along without worrying about damaging the engine casing. Number 6, engine guards. Falls are inevitable in the dirt. Hence, to keep your worries at bay, you can add a set of robust engine protection bars. These will help you get away with minor or no damage to your motorcycle's engine. Number 5, raised mud guards. It will be a good idea to get your mud guards raised. When riding in trails, mud tends to stick and build up on the tires. With regular mud guards, they tend to pile up inside and cause the wheel to jam up. This can lead to unwanted slides leading to injury. Number 4, hand protectors. Most are designed to protect the rider from exposure to the elements as well as passing tree branches and thorny bushes. The more robust versions come with additional reinforcement to protect the levers in case of falls. Number 3, wide foot pegs. Most stock foot pegs are narrow and slippery especially in muddy conditions. This makes it difficult to stand on and control the motorcycle when required. 
wider studded and spiked foot pegs provide better grip to your riding boot and makes the experience much more manageable number two handlebar risers when riding off-road you will eventually learn to stand up on your motorcycle while this helps navigate much better over rough terrain it becomes critical for you to have a comfortable reach and grip on your handlebars bar risers or even a taller handlebar helps bring the bars closer to the rider making it easy to maneuver the motorcycle number one model specific toolkit considering you will be riding off-road there will be times when you are in a remote location in case needed you should have some basic tools to take care of punctures reduce or increase air pressure adjust control levers etc you should keep in mind specific tools needed for your particular motorcycle also the aftermarket accessories you may have fixed which need to be removed to access something on your motorcycle catch more of my off-road adventures on my blog on motorcycles life and all in between that's it from me binal vargis from leave the road dot in for the biker radio soundboard listen connect right on you are listening to the biker radio soundboard thanks binil biker radio soundboard is expert advice on all things motorcycling to be part of it connect with us at 89202 or log on to www.bikerradiorodcast.com to come on board and join the crew and do not forget to follow us on instagram at bikerradiorodcast just because you can well it takes a lot to win any race and anything that helps you to do that is welcome it's like climbing everest without oxygen where oxygen is welcome help Factory teams put out their money to bolster their brand, but that's the color of money, isn't it? Rally racing is not for the frugal. It's a guzzler. We can't believe any human being will willingly put themselves through the Dakar for any amount of money, but we know that the jockeys race for something else. Perhaps it's for glory, or perhaps it is for one's own validation. This is Ashish Raurane. You're listening to Biker Radio Broadcast and this is the long way home. Why do you race? I don't think there's a there's a single answer to it. Okay. There's been a few factors. One is again it's gotten me back into a sporting environment. That's one. Uh-huh. Right? And it's very difficult for me to kind of not have something to chase in life. Oh. and i've I, i've tried that for 3 4 years and my lifestyle really really went so down the drain i had put on like a massive amount of weight and you know just just not the the life lifestyle that i would i would like to have mm. and that's part of it uh, one is that it keeps me in that sporting mind frame all the time b there's always something to look forward to right there's always something something you you want to do bigger and better mm and that kind of keeps me on track and then of course there's the racing element element of having that mind space where you are totally in the zone yeah. nothing else to think about and i think racing really really elevates that to a different level where you really don't need to think about anything else when you're in that moment right so there's there's a there's this couple of couple of elements 
what keep me keep me in this mm so i think we are working again also like the whole ethos for me is you know to keep moving forward with something something better and and maybe more challenging yeah so that's that's also again why how we look at malimoto right we've done a marathon rally with africa eco race mm. and then we we want to do something more challenging that's that's the malimoto mm so is this a different so, kind of chill for you yes this is a different it it works both ways like i said it's it it's also positive pressure right mm but again when you're actually because there's so many things to handle around the racing right right so there's a lot of positive pressure handling those things but when it's when it's with the motorcycles that's the chill part mm. you know yeah. when you're on track and generally you see motorcycles are always also about the people around you right even when we go on track uh-huh. there's always there's always people around you like for instance like ishan will come down you know he's doing his own thing but mm. between when we take the breaks between between the laps everybody's sitting under a tent and you know chilling and and talking and you know about this about that and that's that whole thing put together you know that vibe is what what i love you know right. just having that motor life you know if you had the opportunity to ride with anyone from you know your from history or from imagination or from contemporary times who would you like to ride with and why i think steve mcqueen okay um just all the the video documentaries i've seen and you know the the way they used to race mm-hmm. in those times you know it was just so raw mm. and i think of course that that culture will probably never come back right mm. the way people used to just get together i mean right now every forget india everywhere else off roading is kind of shrinking in a way because of all the laws and you know there so many rules around where you can ride and and so on mm. mm-hmm. uh noise pollution for instance even here now when we practice you know there's always someone someone complaining about noise and mm. but if you look at those documentaries you know when they used to race back then mm-hmm. people would just you know get together on a weekend and there used to be like 30 people on various kind of motorcycles not just race bikes or anything whatever yeah. they could find you know people get together 30 40 guys and then just go out and and race mm. it 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 wasn't like you know you need 10000 permissions to do something like that correct mm. and and there was just like so much of freedom to it at that point of time right. and again you know steve mcqueen is mr cool you see the way he used to race you listening to the michael radio broadcast listen connect ride on In a world full of images, icons are definition of what one aspires for and often in trade for a definition of who they are not. The desert is a great theater for these aspirations to play out. What is for real and what is a mirage is inseparable to some. But for a man who can read the stars in the darkness of the oceans, he just might have an advantage riding at the edge of traction. This is Ashish Rawane. 
you're listening to biker radio broadcast and this is the long way home you spoke about being in this tent and biovac and you know just uh, feeling that moto life what's it like mm-hmm. on the ship yeah so i have a very straightforward thinking to when it comes to the job or the part that i spend on the ship because in the end it is what economically fuels what i want to do in life correct so yeah of course I'm, i i miss it i would like to do this 24/7 but that's that's not how it works right right mm. so yeah i mean i miss it but i would i wouldn't say i'm i'm miserable or you know uh, right. anything like that because again when i'm on the ship i have a goal to achieve in terms of physical fitness and what i need to do and so on right mm. so there's always that like okay these 3 months i need to be physically at this point right and if you have that goal then then you can focus on that and you know that when you go back you can you can jump straight straight back into the motorcycles again but it's 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 part of the journey anyways and it's an important part of the journey there's no i wouldn't say there are any complaints about it because in the end motorsport is expensive you need to fuel it one way or the other mm but you were marooned for 7 but months on a ship i mean i would look at it in in a positive way where i actually got very lucky okay because i came back from the africa eco race on the 22nd of january okay yeah 23rd i was actually home yeah mm-hmm. and the original plan for me to join the ship was on the 12th of february okay okay, okay. and then the guy who is on board he kind of messaged me and said hey listen you know there's going to be some changes in the schedule so can you come on the 28th of january oh nice and i was like hey oh man can i i mean i've just been home i've come back from africa eco i've got 5 days at yeah. home and 28th january kind of means i have to leave on the 27th yeah mm-hmm. and i was thinking about it and then uh, and then i was like listen i mean we need to anyways make up quite a quite a huge sum of money that we have spent just now on the africa eco mm. Mm. so might as well just get out there you know oh. so i said okay fine cool i'll i'll so i flew i flew out to malaysia mm. i relieved okay. this guy mm. okay and i think a week later they shut down all the sign on sign offs from korea where i was supposed to actually fly mm. and post that nothing happened for like 4 to 5 months it was very difficult to get seafarers in and out it's still a challenge but i would have been just stuck at home doing nothing hmm if i hadn't agreed to kind of just go you know right true so i i i look at it in a way i got i got lucky and hmm. okay 7 months was a long time to stay on board yeah but then again you got to look at it in a way like you know people were a lot of people were out of jobs and right you know true. there have been salary cuts all around and the general the general scenario all around is is not that good great right especially in those 4 5 months when we yes. were at the peak of this uh, pandemic yes. so i think i consider myself in fact lucky to be able to be in a position to still be able to to make the money that i true that i need for the dakar mm. because i think it would have then negatively impacted the whole dakar plan for this year so mm-hmm. no complaints there yeah 7 months yeah. is a long time but okay are you with uh, i might get this number wrong but you were 32 when you decided to race 
I was 34. You were 34 when you decided to race. No spring chicken then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, old monkey trying to learn new tricks. And did you <laughs> and you sure did. Still learning. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the Dakar when we started yeah, this was like a I always thought that would it be possible to do it in 5 years. Right. And yeah, so Pretty much next month I'll 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 be 39. Get into okay. my 40s next month. Wow. Huh. So yeah, I'll be 40 when I go race the Dakar. Awesome. So an an old monkey can learn new tricks and keep learning. Old monkey. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, Ashish, thank you so much for being on the show, and uh, we wish you all the best for Dakar and for the road ahead. Yeah, thank you. Always a pleasure Ashish. talking to you guys. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. You're listening to the Michael Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. January third, twenty twenty-one. The date we'll be looking out for with bated breath. Ashish Rao Rane, there on the fifty-sixth episode of the Biker Radio Broadcast, a hero to Husky who comes first. his motorcycle which comes second and leaves us with nothing other than safety third he's a hard-headed man with a little help some would say even brutally handsome and we concur she sure is terminally pretty ashish rao rane is life in the fast lane we wish him god speed and from the heart of a cold new delhi i'm sunny and i'm shandy and we'll catch up next week once again with another story from the tribe until then Listen, connect, right on. Like the best way.